stores. Joe, are you ready to kick this off? I'm going to get a slush buster. <gasps> are you really? Oh, oh nice. Start. Okay, I'm, I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 972, December 1st, 2022. We hit 68 degrees on this day oh. in 1998. Wow. And it was 15 below on this day in 1893. And I will be visiting the aforementioned Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, because I'm going to get a Slush Buster. I got a great email right. from Mark that will be included in my ad for Slush right. Busters, so I'm that's good to one hear. because I don't like all that crap in the garage. And I used mine today. Yeah. I left fantastic. my car outside last night. Ooh. Yeah, he was debating when I left the The garage. one that rookie drove? It ha- uh, no, it was the other one. I just don't like all that muck. Okay. And okay. now, from the Is mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon no. Lake, it's Garage Logic. <laughs> tree in a tree? With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commission today, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. You turn down the thermostat in here. I'm taking my shirt off. Go ahead. Ooh. Say that was a fun event last night. The town council. It was council. a blast. Absolute blast. And, uh, yeah, really was. I got a couple. Well, it's nice to be in a room full of like-minded souls. Yes. Yeah. Don't you wish sure. there was a real garage logic, a town? <laughs> yes. Real that town. we could all move to. <laughs> and the roads would be, you know, have sand and ice on them. Yeah. Boy, what we I'm very sorry that. Brooke uh, and I are driving that. home last night, and we get to West Seventh Street. We're westbound on West 7th, uh, trying to go up the hill at Montreal, and we're about 15th in line. And we're, we sit there, we're gaining a car length about every five green lights. With every green light, we're gaining a, a car, car length. One car. And we sat through about five green lights. You're kidding. And we're still about 15th wow. in line to reach. So we're thinking accident, whatever. No, it was just such uh, terrible ice that... Whoever was at the head of the line, it took him the entire green light just to get through. How do you think he handled that, guys? We made a oh move. We got so, in the left lane and went around all these morons who were stuck on the ice. But my point is, this is after we had just got done uh, complimenting state agencies, yes, both in Minnesota and Wisconsin, for keeping freeways pretty good. Yeah. Pretty damn good. It is amazing the difference between... The freeway and streets in these but cities. But you got to St. Paul 24 hours after a considerable snowfall, and there was yet no sand or salt on the streets. Wow. Really? At a Nothing. major intersection. At like a that. major intersection. I understand oh. Berkeley Avenue is not going to be done. <laughs> right. but. Now, today I gather there's <laughs> been some salt are, dropped because I see some so, melting. Uh, here's just <laughs> delicate flowers. Do you, that catch, it? <laughs> Do you catch it? We were, we were westbound on West 7th. He, he included that, too. We were westbound. But that made me uh, realize that uh, how great it would be if there was actually and towns used to be like garage logic, yeah. Things like streets got taken care of, but now it's not in the budget. Those drag queen story hours are expensive, man. <laughs> you you can't be uh, you can't be plowing streets. John, what were you going to say you're sorry about? I'm sorry I monopolized all the time last night oh, on stage yeah. so he that you guys couldn't up. get a word you in. Talk too much. Shut up. I'm really sorry, homeboy. Really sorry. Just wanted to say thank you for the great time at the town council meeting. It was a blast. My bobblehead is probably older than the kid you used to have. It's probably displayed <laughs> in a place of prominence and had the chance to have a quick conversation with Rookie, 
Uh, thank you guys for all the years. Also, uh, not saying, just saying, the first town council meeting was ran much more smoothly than the fir- first podcast <laughs> and the first show ever because, Joe, you stayed the entire time. Thanks and good luck, Kyle. <laughs> He's referring to the first ever Garage Logic broadcast, April 29th, 1993. I had to leave early. Uh, and, and by the way, just really quick, the uh, the entire video from last night's festivities is available to town council members on our Vimeo page that people have a subscription to. Okay, it's uh, pretty cool. I watched about the first half hour of it. So already. I'm standing at the bar, um, getting a couple of drinks for Stacy, right? And Rook's there, and he's pestering me. Hey, there's a big fan. Wants to meet you. Big fan. Wants to meet you. I'm like, Rook, just back off. Right. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. I finally, get the two drinks for Stacy. I turn around. He goes, Here's the big fan. Uh, and it's Steve Painter. It's Painter. And I met Steve for the first time. <laughs> Delightful guy. And he didn't kick your ass. No, you no. Were it, was, it was. It was. I had a hell of a guy. I had a great conversation with him. Yeah. I only got players the, are real guys. Yeah. 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 I only got to talk to him for a couple of minutes, but he is a good dude. And I didn't talk to him after. Patty I writes. See I see you went to Tattersall last night. How can I get notifications when you go to these places? <laughs> I've been a CI girl since the '80s. Lost my. GL girl oh, T-shirt back then, but just ordered else. another one. Uh, Patty, what? Uh, uh, how much clearer can we make it? Uh, it got talked about we, for about a month. We promoted it extensively, and uh, you you joined the town council, and then one of the perks. That's and not perks. not every outside event is going to be a town council event. No, no. Now, let me try to get. Let me try to explain this one more time. Lay it down for us, blood. The town council membership, let me start over. Really? No GLer has to join the town council in order to hear the daily podcast. The daily podcast hasn't changed. It's available to everybody. For free. Like it always has been. Mm -hmm. The town council is just a little taste of something extra. And basically what it is, it's listening to us. Between segments. And before and after. And before and after the show. That's mm-hmm. basically what the town council is. Mm-hmm. Plus you get a key ring or something. I don't know. You get a sticker. Or, and yeah, when you go clean. to a live event, well, you really get a peek behind the curtain, uh, thanks to Rook and Kenny last night. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what what we do? The story times, uh, oh, which I truly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So Patty, Patty Giancini. I don't know what to tell you, dear. Uh, I appreciate you being a CI girl, but uh, it, it isn't a complicated situation. The GL podcast remains as is, and the town council is just a little extra, a little extra something for the effort. Yeah. Ten bucks a month, I think. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. And you can sign up and find out more at garagelogic.com. And we are going to have a meeting about our next. Live event, I believe which that which is going to be open to everybody, which will be open to everybody, yeah. and that will be coming in January. That's going to celebrate the one thousandth show, correct? And I'm that, that's going to be really neat too. the 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 spot we picked is really cool. May I tell you that this would never happen in Garage Logic? Should the city of Minneapolis clear the sidewalks? Some say yes, but the project needs funding. That's not going to happen in GL. Oh my God. No. After this week's major snowfall, there's a renewed push for the city of Minneapolis to create a municipal shoveling program. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Uh, Like all Minneapolis property owners, Janet Tripp shovels the sidewalk outside her home as a civic duty. 
I'm, I think I'm reading a Carol Levin piece. Let me verify that. Yes, I am. We have to clean this up, Tripp said after clearing her path Wednesday, so that people can walk on the sidewalk. Well, good for you. Okay. She fully understands the consequences if she fails to do so. Once, I got a note from the city that my sidewalk wasn't good enough. <laughs> they were going to come and clean it up and charge it, uh, charge me for it, Tripp said. I got out there really fast with my grit and my sand and my shovel. So if the city wanted to do it, fine with me. So if the city wants to do it, fine with me. Uh, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Some Minneapolis city council members, with encouragement from the group Our Streets Minneapolis. Oh, God. Clever names. Commies. Clever names. They're communists. (laughs) Have been talking lately about a municipal shoveling program which would offer. uh, I I don't know if I can go on. Come on. (laughs) Steer by. You got to help me, Jesus. Plow on through. (laughs) Literally. Right. Good one. So far. Oh, good pun. The group Our Streets Minneapolis have been talking lately (laughs) about a municipal shoveling program which would offer relief to property owners by putting the city in charge of snow and ice removal on sidewalks. According to the city, more than 23,000 properties in Minneapolis have been the subject of sidewalk complaints since 2016, with 8,000 of those properties receiving two or more complaints. Jose Antonio Zayas Caban, hmm. the advocacy director for Our Streets Minneapolis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shut up right now. What the heck? Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, What's man. the title? What a well, gig. He's got a name that Here we go. suggests to me that he's rarely seen snow. Okay, right. Un- understood. Right? Understood. <laughs> Jose Antonio Zayas Caban, the advious director, advocacy director for Our Streets Minneapolis, said it's unacceptable that city crews do not handle the shoveling. My God. They do an awful job in Minneapolis on the streets. The only people that do a good job in Minneapolis are the park departments. Their current system doesn't work. It's punitive, he said, meaning this Caban. It's also a huge... Inequity. Oh, oh sure. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Shoveling is racist. <laughs> yeah. Toward well, Shovel. this is an inequity towards elderly people. Oh. We feel like it would help business owners. It would help landlords. It would help community members who cannot afford to own cars and are transit dependent. Jesus H Christ, and I'm praying. <laughs> I am praying I'm, to my Lord. I'm I am. Verified. I'm not swearing. What's the rule in Minneapolis and St. Paul? Isn't it four inches before they get out there with the plow? I don't know. But the rule in our house when we lived there was there's an inch out there. Get your get ass right out there and go. shovel well, it. You know why? Well, because we're Americans. Yeah, I don't know. We're not commies. Different no. rule in my house. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sidewalk shoveling programs are common in large Canadian cities, including Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. Meanwhile, in northern parts of the U.S., cities such as Rochester and Syracuse, New York, have created supplement services to help property owners. Minneapolis Ward 2 Council Member Robin Wansley said the Public Works and Infrastructure Committee plans to learn more today about a pilot program which would cover shoveling on parts of the city's pedestrian priority network. <laughs> a sidewalk shoveling initiative for that network could cost up to $6 million. Wow. 
And you know what they'll do in Minneapolis? They'll just tack it on to your utility bill, your water. No, your your property tax. No, that's how we pay for our uh, trash removal and sewer is through our water bill. Wansley expects to receive updated figures today and plans to advocate for the funding in the 2023 budget cycle. We know snow is not going away. Well, you would be the same person, uh, woman, who tells me it is because of climate change. We know that residents are facing tons of mobility issues in getting around their neighborhoods, accessing public transit, or even going to the grocery store, Wansley said. We're making headway on this, wanting to keep our streets safe. I didn't really want to get this heavy on this, but I'm having really, really deep thoughts, Mm. really deep thoughts about what's happened to us, what's happened to our, uh, what's happened to us. Well, because this is another drop in the bucket. Uh, uh, Convention... Do you think? What if? Do you think in 1960 you would have heard such a thing? God no. 1970, oh, no. 1980. No. This is this is the result of electing the wrong people. Uh, they being the ones who choose to run. Okay. This is this is a devastating look at what's happening to the character of America. It really is. You're right because this is just another. Uh, we I cannot possibly be inconvenienced by anything. That's anything. Ex- exactly what this is about. This, this will make this will make it way worse in Minneapolis. Wansley hopes a pilot program could ultimately lead to full municipal shoveling. While an exact price tag is not known, a broader program could cost up to. <coughs> Twenty million. Oh, oh my which is, it's just a number. It's just a number. Wow. We're really Jeez. excited to hear about the pilot and recommendations for how we are going to use existing resources. Wansley said, "Rook, look up Robin Wansley, W O N S L E Y. Is she the commie? Who's the commie? I'm thinking of um, the self-admitted commie. Oh, hold on, uh, I've got. Uh... We're really okay. Uh, hold on, I've got we're a... working out a larger program." Mayor Fry said. Yeah, I think it's Wansley. You're right. No, I don't think it's her. No? Maybe it is. Uh, a, a Democratic Socialist. Oh, oh, oh it is Wansley. It's, there it's, you go. Oh, well. I thought it was Aisha. Yeah, it is Aisha. You're right. Yeah. So we got two commies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How old is this nutcase? Uh, she, uh, Cam Gordon preceded her. She is age 31 from Chicago. Married? Forever. Uh, Carleton College, St. Thomas, and University of Minnesota. Uh, let's see, career, personal life. In 2017, she married her husband in Liberia. She resides in the Seward neighborhood well, of Minneapolis. What are her uh, Any pronoun- kids? pronouns? Uh, does Matthew? not say. Doesn't say pronouns. Uh, born on the south side, Carleton College as a Posse Foundation scholar, graduated in 2013, a BA in women's and gender studies. That's a non, that's, there's the failed academy. That's not a degree that resulted in anything except her getting a job doing what? Working on a city council. Right. Being an she advocate. moved to Minneapolis in 2014 and became the program coordinator for the U of M's Women's Center. Not a job. And a board member for the Restorative Justice Community Action. Restorative. Uh, completed a mini <laughs> MBA in nonprofit <laughs> management from St. Thomas University in 2015. Boo hiss. Began a PhD program at the U of M in 2018. PhD in what, I wonder? Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. During her PhD program, she conducted research on housing and racial disparities and completed her Ph.D. in Gender, Women, and Sexuality Studies. Now, are you reading Robin or Aisha? I'm, this is Robin. Okay. Give me her Ph.D. again. Uh, it is Gender, Women, and Sexuality Studies. That's not a... That's 
What That's is happening not, to us? Right. And now, well, she, I'm, now I'm she's very sad helping right run now. A, a, a major metropolis. So, Joe, I, I pulled up the 2023 budget for the city of Minneapolis. Yeah. Are you guys aware of how big it is? Yes, I am. It's a billion-dollar budget, isn't it? Oh, keep going. I it's $1.7 billion. And, then, and these kinds of people are in charge of it. You guys, yeah. it, one, oh, sorry, $1.66 billion in 2023, and it will go up to $1.7 billion in 2024 because of the adopted budget, because of the, hang tight, COVID. American Rescue Act revenues. This is absurd. Mayor Jacob Fry has not said whether he supports a full shoveling program for sidewalks. The city of St. Paul, it should be noted, also requires property to clear sidewalks. Melvin hasn't gotten to this yet. Hmm. Our public works department recently presented a litany of planned actions they will take over the next several years. Keep in mind, Rook, you couldn't get through an intersection last night. Because the city, which is responsible for streets, had no sand or salt on glare ice. Which I could have put on my tax and zipped through there faster than a car. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a city, like you said, 1970 or 60, where a major metropolitan city where the mayor had to have an opinion right. on this without right. scoffing and going, are you people nuts? <laughs> uh, I don't think Aisha is a commie. Um, but she is in the DFL, so no. Aisha is a Marxist. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you read, enough. if you read further, the mayor's recommend. Well, I'm, I'm trying to recommended budget includes <laughs> 1.56 billion revenues. He recommends a six and a half percent increase in the property tax levy in 2023, and an additional 6.2 percent increase in 2024. And you can say, there's wow. that old yeah. fart sushi again yeah. telling, so it uh, is a levy. telling us that we're paying too much. But people, how long are you going to take it? How long are you going to take this? Wow. Is there any possibility that the euphorians and people who live in liberal lakes will ever see the light? You asked me this question off the air yesterday. I ask you all the time. And what was my response? I can't remember. Because you never listened to me. I didn't listen to you. I was working. You asked me this yesterday, and I said, Joe, if people's eyes weren't opened and and what happened on Election Day didn't happen, it's never going to. If if you idiots continue to elect the same people back in after, early November. After the rioting. After what took the place. The city burning down. Nothing's going to change. Quarter of a billion dollar food scam. Nothing's going to change. No. These saps, these morons in this state are going to continue to reelect these people. Our public works department recently presented a litany of planned actions they will take over the next several years re- revolving, revolving, I think that means involving, the removal of snow and ice in Minneapolis, the little guy's office said in a statement. The administration will continue to identify opportunities to further reduce the seasonal barriers and keep our oh, residents wow. safe. Yeah. Don't worry no, about the no, carjackings no, and gunfire. No, no, go back to the woman <laughs> that the Care 11 reporter started this with. It's uh, uh, Danny Spiewak. Okay. It was the reporter. And found a woman outside shoveling and, and based a story after that. Her name was... Her name was Janet Tripp. Okay. Now, this, this story concludes by saying, if the city can find the money, Janet Tripp considers herself a fan of the idea. Okay, well, there's your problem. Yeah. There's your problem. You're not you're even getting, realizing. You're, you're, Janet, you have no idea what you just said. You're getting windmilled. Yes. Yeah. 
And I don't know. Did you mention this? Now, we can make the presumption that because Janet was out shoveling, well, it just said, it says right here, she was outside shoveling the sidewalk outside her home. She's a homeowner. Janet, Janet, sweetheart, look at me, focus. Wake the hell up. It's not a good idea. Or how about well, they? Well, then why don't why don't they cut your grass? I was just gonna say, why don't they do everybody's driveway why while we're at it? Why don't they get it? the snow off your yeah. roof? Yes. No, no, no. We we addressed this last night. Uh, the mystery used to be a, a joke. joke. A joke. Right. What you just said will happen, Reavers. Oh, it God. absolutely will happen. They will be cutting your lawn. I no, gotta get to no, work. No, they won't cut it. They'll let it grow to because replicate for the prairie but- grass butterflies. Oh, yes. right. God, you're right. Uh, Shannon so, weighs in from the Garage Logic Town Council. I don't know if you mentioned this. I the want to pro- go to. I think uh, I, want, I, I know. If, I, I got a very good friend who says if Trump gets reelected, he's moving to Ireland. Okay. I want to move to Ireland. Right. You go with him. Uh, did you mention that Shannon just weighs in? The proposed budget for this pilot program is six million dollars. Did you mention that as part of the story? Oh, okay. sure did. Steve yeah. Payne moved yeah. to Wisconsin because of all this crap. Let me ask you something, Suchi. So did our moles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'm so worried that I'm turning into you. Explain to me why it is <laughs> that it, and I mean it really bothers me to where it's almost hate. I hate people that don't cut their lawn and don't shovel their snow. Why does that make me so angry? Because, I can't figure it out. Well, if I, I have had, no control over my anger. I took a stab at it. I would suggest it's because you identify in those uh, unaccomplished uh, tasks of people who expect somebody else to do it or really don't care if it gets done. Oh, you just hit it. I just, to the point where sometimes, well, all the time, I was blowing neighbors' driveways. Right. Just because it drove me so GD insane that they wouldn't do it. Rook, what was the axiom I once had? It had to do with a Wellstone sign in the window. Oh, God yeah. bless him. Or the bumper sticker, wasn't it? No, it was the, the Wellstone we sign are, in the window. All are welcome. No. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The, the Wellstone. The, the axiom was not all sidewalks. In front of a Wellstone home are unshoveled, but, but all every unshoveled. Un, but every yeah. unshoveled sidewalk would be in front of a home with a Wellstone set. Yes, yes. yes. That's like when you see a car with a Bernie Sanders right. sticker on it, and the gas door is open, right. and the cap is hanging out, banging <laughs> against the side. The windows are all fogged up. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great talk with Tim Bloom last night. I wanted to see Kaylin too, but she has a premier seating at Gopher Women's Basketball, so she was at the okay. basketball. Tim is the EcoFund Motorsports guy, and they're they're just happy as all can get out for all you GLers doing your shopping at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. Electric bikes and scooters on sale, youth ATVs and dirt bikes ready to place under the tree. He's got. Uh, he told me he's got a golf cart waiting for me. And I said, I, got, I didn't get there during the week of Thanksgiving, but I'll get there before Christmas. Uh, he's got the full-size ATV. I wish I needed that. That'd be fun to operate. 2,000-pound winch. Don't I don't have land. enough land. What? And uh, steel snowblade, 48-inch blade on it for fifty eight ninety nine. That sounds terribly reasonable to me. Good price. Because the city ain't going to plow you out. Right. Although, if you live in Minneapolis, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Zero percent interest for one year on all products in stock. Uh, great service, great apparel, helmets, great people. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just immediately west 
of 35E. Brand new store that opened this summer. It's fantastic. And the store that also opened this summer in Burnsville on the service road of life. Uh, what, near County Road 42? Just south of it, yep. South of Co- County Road 42 Wait, near 35? just north, just north well, of 42, sorry. Uh, right near 35. That way. In, in, the, in the vicinity. You'll find it. It's in Burnsville. <laughs> it's yeah, right there. It. You'll find it. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Abracadabra. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Truth, justice, and the suturee. It's the first Thursday of the month. It's positive Thursday, but since it's first, number one, December 1, what do we do on the first of every month? Pay the bills from last Christmas. Oh, if you were listening yesterday, you'd know. I talked about it yesterday. Oh, we dump a can of foam in there, It's the first of the month. Dump in a can of sea foam. We do that the first of every month, no matter what we're driving. Uh, You can pick it up at the sea store when you stop in to buy a tin of uh, Copenhagen or a (laughs) carton of Viceroy's, whatever. Get yourself a can of sea foam, put it in. It helps lubricate, keeps everything happy. There's still Viceroy's. Stabilizes fuel. Yeah, but they cost like $89 a carton. It's Mm. outrageous. Uh, And what I love, it preserves ignition vapors, so that engine always starts no matter what the temperature. Sea foam, very easy to find. Like I said, sea stores, auto parts stores, any knack, hardware store, anywhere, big box stores. Ooh, they have thousands of them in stock. Uh, A local company a global reach, a true miracle in a world of bad gas that stains your garage floor and stinks for days, seafoam. I want to stay with this shoveling situation in Minneapolis, which I fear will become inevitable, that the city will will undertake this. And what the homeowners have to realize, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, is the larger the government, the smaller the citizen. The larger the government, the smaller the citizen. And and the mystery is effectively working uh, in a way to bring about the smallest possible citizen. And it's not by accident. No, it's, this is being done by design. As we said last night at the town council meeting, we I was fooling around with a mystery 15 years ago as a bit. Right. As a joke. Well, it's come true. It's happening. That's the, sad. Uh, there is underway is the invention of an America that is not the one we want. It's not the one we grew up in. It's not the one we recognize. It's not one with the traditions and conventions that we're accustomed to and cherish. That is going by the wayside. 
And you can include, however trivial it is, you can include in that list uh, of uh, conventions and traditions shoveling your own damn sidewalk. That was a personal responsibility. The more these things get taken away from people, two things happen. One, you become a smaller citizen. Two, the government gets bigger. Three things happen. And the third thing is you uh, come to expect even more. You come to expect even more. You're willing to shrink even more than you're shrunk now. But what percentage of the population does that? Uh, We don't want, there's not, none of us, all six, how many are there? Two, four, five five of of us. us. Matthew, most of them, I'd guess, especially in the Twin Cities, tall buildings. Okay, now let's get back to Robin Wansley, a uh, socialist, communist city council member who's never really worked but has a variety of degrees from the failed academy all of which led her to only one area government okay same with uh shugati yeah who's the same deal look her up now what if it stands to reason if robin uh, wansley's remarks play well with her constituents then they are like-minded people they they're probably renters they don't have a proprietary interest in uh, their dwelling. Yep. They uh, would find it perfectly acceptable to see that maintained by someone else. They 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 are not steeped in. Uh, they are not steeped in the traditional conventions and traditions of America. They're getting more and more comfortable being being steeped in the new traditions and conventions of the mystery. Mm-hmm. And the mystery is you don't need a car. You don't need a house. You don't need a shovel. You don't need a broom. Family. You don't need a family. You don't need kids. We're, we're going to do all of that. I think the question people should start asking is, where city of Minneapolis do you anticipate getting the money for this ten years from now? Because you'll you'll go through the people who know you you currently are taking advantage of an apathetic homeowning public who have a vested interest in the city and apparently don't give a damn. But ultimately, they'll have to give a damn when they realize they've run out of money. And now, city, you've run out of other people's money to expand the mystery. Then what happens? All the while not maintaining any infrastructure. The people making crystal jewelry in a storefront aren't generating enough wealth for the city to maintain its expansion into your life. They're not maintaining it now. Right. The snow removal in Minneapolis is ridiculous. By the by, spring we've lost five feet of street on each side because they right, don't plow right, curb right. to curb. Right, there's just one way you can't. Intersections go are a disaster. I I can't speak for that. Uh, I'm partial to uh, erring on the side of rooting for the boys in the trucks and the women in I the trucks. I am not talking about the guys driving the trucks. I'm talking about the policies. Oh, they're not going out unless there's more than four inches. Oh, okay. Is that the rule? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't know, know that. I don't know what the depth is, but yeah, I think it's four inches. Wow, I did not know that. For example, why isn't a plow truck in the city of St. Paul, when the city of St. Paul plows West 7th Street, yeah. a major corridor to get to the airport and get off the practice freeway, 
Why doesn't a sand truck follow the plow truck? Well, usually doesn't the plow truck have sand well, on it? Well, maybe that's it. Why doesn't a salt truck This is why we need a light truck? rail down West 7th to get to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> or a streetcar. What was the uh, proposal? But you listen to the language here. Listen to the language. It is not language addressed to us. It is not language addressed to us. We know snow is not going away, Wansley said. And yet, Wansley, you'll be the first to say it is because of climate change. We know snow is not going away. We know residents are facing tons, which is a ridiculous (laughs) word to use in these cases, tons of mobility issues in getting around their neighborhoods, accessing public transit, or even going to the grocery store. Wansley said, we're making headway on this, wanting to keep our streets Uh, safe. We don't know that. (laughs) Joe, Joe, nothing has changed. There's nothing new about this. This is how it's been forever. Winter's a bitch. Sorry. Right. Uh, That's how it is. And then you have (laughs) the little guy, the mayor, saying, the administration will continue to identify opportunities to further reduce these seasonal barriers and keep our residents safe. So what's happened is, what the mystery is very good at is taking various aspects of life that aren't broken and fixing them. Yeah, yeah. That's what the mystery is good at. Mm. So you're taking ordinary tasks... And you're, you're now assigning heavy-duty language to them. Safety. Barrier. Getting, to the, getting food. So a snowfall suddenly is a threat <laughs> to your safety because it presents a seasonal barrier that prevents you from leading your life. Then why in God's name do you live in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, They call it a shoveling program, but you know it's not going to be guys out there with shovels. That means, can you imagine all the equipment they're going to buy? They're going to buy the little rigs with the with the rotating brooms in the front. Uh, They're going to buy something. Yeah, Uh, and And it's going to happen in the city of Minneapolis. See, one 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 problem with GL is that everyone listening probably agrees with me. We got to get to these liberal lakes people and the people in Diversityville and Euphoria. You are you are a frog boiling in water, and you just haven't jumped out yet. Right. But they, they they can't take the heat. I mean, even if we would be successful in getting one of these two council members on the air, no. As a matter of fact, we won't be successful Ooh. getting them on the air. They're not going to come on and talk to us. Public Works has an average annual budget of thirteen million dollars for snow and ice control. Mm-hmm. We use much of this budget, even if a winter snowfall. That's, that is below average. The budget supports the cost of staff, equipment, and materials to stay prepared for all winter events. And their that's, equity conference. That's another thing we forgot about. On heavy, uh, heavy snow winters, they go through that budget by the end of February. Right. Does it say how deep the snow has to be Doesn't, before I can't they find that. Now, where does this come from? Uh, I submit to you it comes from, I think the mystery was born of and continues to be nurtured in the failed academy. Oh, no question. Okay. Yep. Listen to this. I think yep. Kelsey alerted me to this one. Listen to this. And then and then you'll understand why we have to have the government shovel your sidewalk. A former 
University of California, San Diego professor who recently left the university said in a video that she gave all her students A's to decolonize her classroom. Oh, my God. We do not grade Dr. Chandler Purity, said in a now viral video, which she posted to her TikTok account. Anyone who takes my class automatically gets an A. All right. Uh, Where do I sign up? Because uh, grading is a form of colonization. I also don't give homework, Purity added, and I run a discussion-style classroom so my students and I have an equal part when when it comes to bringing information to the table. Purity went on to say that students can apply the things they've learned in all their other classes while in her class. We all sit together and share what we're talking about. Does anyone hear the word collectivism? Uh, Does anyone see collectivism when it comes to these commies trying to shovel your sidewalk in Minneapolis? We all sit together and share what we're talking about, and they get used to their critical thinking skills to apply the things they've learned in all their other classes, she said, while the university declined to comment on whether or not it stands behind Purity's teaching methods. It told ABC News 4 that Purity no longer works at the school. Purity is reportedly a former Ph.D. candidate in the UCSD biology department. Because the day is coming when the doctor, you're going in for cataract surgery and you're leaving without a kidney. (laughs) Purity is reportedly a former Ph.D. candidate in the UCSD biology department and later obtained a teaching position at the school. Uh, She claims she left her job six months ago. And there you have it. We don't want to give grades. I'm decolonizing this classroom, which is another way for her to say, and this is what the failed uh, city council people have uh, absorbed in Minneapolis, which is another way to say that grades are merely a white affectation. They're an example of patriarchy. They're an example of something invented out of whole cloth that has nothing to do with reality. So they're bending reality to suit their own ideology. But colonization isn't always in what would the word be not inflicted enforced pushed upon by white people no no it's happened all over the world by people with different shades of skin color yeah and all Mm -hmm. religions and and all god well Uh, shannon has um also submitted oh god help us a number of the other um proposed increases for the city of minneapolis's budget that Mm -hmm. i'm going to send to you yeah because a lot of them are programs that are using their acronyms so it's not. So I'm not exactly sure what they are, but I guarantee there's more. This is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of your shoveling this, program. This is going to make it way worse for the people they're trying 100%. to help. One hundred percent. Trust me. Absolutely. Trust Trotto. me, because it's going to take them. The snowfall we got on Tuesday, they won't that ain't get shoveled yet. No, that won't get cleared until two weeks from now, and that's only going to make it worse for the oldsters. John Height. Uh, yes. Uh, you did look up. Uh, What's the, uh, what is this outfit, Keep Our Streets Clean or wherever Our Streets, Our Streets Minneapolis. Our Streets Minneapolis is a local what, nonprofit? It's a nonprofit, yes. And this head of it is uh, Jose Antonio Zayas Caban. Well, he's the advocacy director. They're actually looking for the head of it, a staff oh. leader. They are advertising oh. for one. If if you're looking for a position, what do they pay? I wonder what it pays. Uh, they Sixty-seven, pay, uh, wasn't it? Sixty-seven five plus benefits. Oh, you get benefits. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, 
Uh, Plus tips. Can you look sure. up rookie yep. <laughs> Jose Antonio Zayas, Z-A-Y-A-S, Caban, C-A-B-A-N, the second A has a little umlaut over it. I don't know how you pronounce his name, Caban. But I just want to know if there's enough biographical information to discover if this fellow just joined us here in the great state of Minnesota or he was born here or... Last uh, name was C-A-B-A-N. N. Jose Antonio Zayas Caban, the advocacy director for Our Streets, Minneapolis. Because if he's recently here from Mexico, they don't have to shovel snow in Mexico. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. And it might be completely foreign to him. And he's the one who says he finds it unacceptable that the city doesn't shovel the snow. Okay, mapping wow. prejudice. Okay, I just got to make sure this is him before I jump. Jose on. Antonio Zayas Caban at Our Streets, yep. Minneapolis. Yep, that's him. Okay, I he's on Facebook. I don't have a Wikipedia page for him. Uh, apparently, he is. You're not going fast enough for me. I know. I know. All right, I'm going to click on mapping prejudice. Here we go. Go and let's see what height says. What do you got, John? I got his bio. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, go, Rook. <clears throat> uh, advocacy director for Our Streets, Minneapolis, where he's worked on developing reparative justice campaigns that address highway development harms in Minnesota. Let's find out where he is in. Also, a co-convener and advisory board member in a climate and mobility justice campaign. Not a, that's not a job. That aims to increase multimodal transportation and reduce vehicles, miles traveled, and improve Equitable access to That's not a job. Multimodal. Um, he is also a resident of the University of Minnesota Liberal Arts Engagement Hub, where oh, he sure. will be working on an essay for the upcoming book, Human Tolls, Public Histories and Community Responses to Twin Cities Freeways. All right. What a wonderful read. Mm -hmm. In collaboration with Associate Professor... Can you cut to the chase and see if it t says where he's from and how long he's been here? Do we get to know that, I wonder? We don't. As a, He was awarded a McKnight... Art Fellowship. Uh, his relationship between Puerto Rico. Oh, he's, he's a musician, too. Oh, okay. As a yeah, performing yeah. artist, Jose was awarded the McKnight Artist Fellowship for his work on producing albums with music focused on present-day social issues oh. and the relationship between Puerto Rico mm -hmm. and the United States Empire. Okay. Empire. Oh, the United wow. States Empire. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I I know. I'll still look You're not looking at me. <laughs> okay, we gotta take a break. It's Reavers fault. <laughs> well, you're just sitting here doing this well, to him. Reavers is looking. hammering the brakes. No, I, I was just trying to get the mayor's attention. Let's call then. No, I'm waiting for Rook to be done now. I'm good. I, don't, I ran out of bio. Uh we ran into Todd and his beautiful wife, owner of Thirty Bills at the Garage Logic Town Council last yes. night. And uh, they were there. So were a lot of sponsors. That was pretty cool. I liked meeting them. So I'm, you know what I'm do, glad about? What? They're happy. Oh God, yes. Right. <laughs> because a lot of GLers uh, partake in 30 bales. I'm getting a slush buster. Yes, maybe you I'll are. take it with me to 30 bales and bring it in. And, do everybody's car in the parking the table lot with it. That'd be nice. Uh, go online, 30bales.com. See their entire <laughs> online ordering system and their menu. I got to tell you, the uh, the deviled eggs at 30 bales. 
Yeah. I don't do that. What? No. What's yeah, wrong with you? Fantastic. John, are you a devil uh, day guy? I do two I at a time. I, I don't yeah. in there. Are yeah. they in your cheeks yeah. like squirrels? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nuts. Believe me. Yeah. Turn me loose. But I keep saying this, and it's true. The thing I love about 30 Bales does not matter what type of food critic you have in your family. It could be the picky eater, the healthy eater. It doesn't matter. They're going to take care of everybody. Got a great email from, uh, I think it was Devin. He and his girlfriend went to 30 Bales, and he finally tried the short rib pot pie. But, gentlemen, I've got news for you. No. Here's the new menu item. The short rib lasagna. Short uh, rib lasagna. I think I'm going to have to try that the next time I t- uh, place my order. So uh, also mm-hmm. keep in mind for brunch over the weekend, if you got family in town, what, whatever, lunch is also starting at 11 o'clock to 3. Happy hour Tuesday through Friday, 3 to 5.30 p.m. Stop in. Say hi to the entire crew. Please let Todd know that you heard about 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins right here, Joe, on the Garage Logic Podcast. Might we come back with our man John Height? Sure. All right. Sure. Definitely the time right now to call it's Kahuna. The it's the season, baby, and that is in their name, Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. What are the seasonal services? Well, things like putting up holiday lights. Now, I was just talking to the bride last night. She's like, we have to get them up right now. I forgot to call Kahuna. I've got to call him today. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I'm done with this podcast. I'm going to pick up the phone and dial 612-888-5248. Make an appointment to have them come out and hang my Christmas lights. Yes, when they're on my house, I call them Christmas lights. You can call them holiday lights or whatever you want, but you need to really call them. If you want to poke around their website for other seasonal services, you go to kahunawindowcleaning.com. It's so easy, and it's much safer for me. I do not want to climb up a uh, two-story ladder to put up lights. It's just not my style. I'm a chicken. And you know what? For me, it's not safe. I feel unstable. If you feel the same way or you just don't want to mess with that task, get in touch with Kahuna, 612-888-5248. They're very professional, they're very efficient, and they're very garage logic. Online at kahunawindowcleaning.com. Don't uh, call them later on today because I want to get on their schedule right now and I want to get in before you. Don't I'm so call important. them before rookie. Don't does. call them before I do. Please <laughs> do not call 612-888-5248 before I do. I want to go with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Tell them the rook sent you. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Before we get to the news, let me tell you about uh, the folks at Rivertown Medical Center who are bringing you this newscast. They are located in Stillwater. If you have problems with pain, numbness, and tingling in your hands and feet, you might be suffering from peripheral neuropathy. Uh, your doctor, well, he's probably already told you, sorry, you're just going to have to live with it. Well, Dr. Dan and Rivertown Medical Center can help you out. Neuropathy is caused by damage to the nerves caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to begin to die off. The regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy they use can provide relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained 85% nerve damage. If you want to get some more information about this, and uh, if you show up, you get yourself a free neuropathy scan. 
You can do it this Saturday at a free seminar in Woodbury. It'll be at La Quinta by Wyndham at 700 Bielenberg Drive at 10 in the morning. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Let River Town Medical Center's responsible pain management help you fight the pain and suffering that peripheral neuropathy can cause. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number automatically. They'll send you a text reservation for the seminar this Saturday, 10 a.m. at La Quinta by Wyndham, 700 Bielenberg Drive in Woodbury, Rivertown Medical Center. Uh, before we get to the news, I did find out uh, where uh, Jose Antonio Zayas Coban came from and grew oh, up. All right. Uh, the, the fellow with our streets, Minneapolis, uh, was born and raised in Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. All right. So, uh, do we know when he arrived here? It does not have a, an address there, just or an address, a dateline, but it does say he was raised there. So do we have an age? Uh, we do not. I did see a All picture right. of him. I would, I would guess thirty-five, maybe. All right. Perhaps in that general range. Right. So uh, there you go. Uh, also, uh, I, I wanted to, because Chris did his 30 bales ad, and I, I didn't get a chance to throw it in. Oh. I already have reservations from Todd last night for March. So it was very nice. There's a concert down there at the March. Uh, Hopkins, Center, Hopkins Center for the Arts. And he said, you know what? I'll make your reservation because we're going to fill up that night immediately. So there oh, you go. What's I'm the concert? Sweet. It's Marty Stewart and the fabulous superlatives. Oh, I cool. fell in love with the Mexican girl. Thank you. Thank you, Rook. <laughs> In the news. Isn't that Marty Stewart? Uh, well, no. Marty, Marty Robbins. Robbins. Marty Robbins had the hit. Got it. Marty Stewart actually did it for a Hall of Fame thing, which is a long story that you guys don't want to hear, so I'm just going to be quiet Copy. at this point. Kenny's already rolling his eyes at me. I no, I would it. like to go to that show, actually. I was going to ask you if I could tag along. <laughs> I have uh, I have seen him in that venue. It's a wonderful I, venue. I, I bet it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, just excellent. Yeah. Uh, I did have some quotes here I wanted to throw at you before the news, too. Uh, Kanye West was a guest today. With Dear wow. God. Oh, my Lord. Um, we, I don't know West, what you're uh, talking about, so may I hear John? Uh, Kanye West was on with Alex Jones, and, of course, they got to talking about some of his anti-Semitic comments recently. And here's what Kanye said, quote, these are all quotes, I see good things about Hitler. Every human has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler, Hitler invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. I like Hitler, and they did good things, too. we got to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Wow. Yeah, just, did you I'll see that, that he was yeah. wearing a gimp hood? Yeah. Yeah, over his face. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's probably, I mean this only in the best way, certifiably insane. Well, they, we've got to stop putting cameras in front of him. Yeah, right? but do you think uh, well, Alex but, Jones gives a bleep? Yeah, he doesn't uh, have any integrity. Yeah, that's it's it's a shame because I you thought could, he learned his lesson. Apparently not. God no. I can't believe he's still on the air. Well, and I don't know how he's able to because wouldn't there be some sort of, well, with everything that's pending, don't you think that who I the have hell no would? Idea. Okay. Well, he still has money, etc. Uh, so he can do it how he wants at this point. He probably well, he, he hasn't had to pay anything out yet, and he said, remember, right back on his show two days after the trial, they'll never see a cent of that money. That's what he said on the air. So. Yes. Anyway, uh, in the news, more than 10 school buses. Oh, that's yesterday's. What the hell? Hang on, fellas. I got to find today's. Let's do last week's. Converter story. Let's do last week's. We were going to put the kibosh on your story, by. I'm all discombobulated here. Let's see. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute, will you? 
Uh, I will take this opportunity then to remind Good, people that you. sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council, Joe. All new members are going to receive a Garage Logic winter stocking cap when you sign up for the town no. council in the month of December. You nice. don't tell me. Cap, and by the way, we have to, we have to uh, record a video when we're done. You don't believe me. Caps will ship in late December, early January with all member materials. Please mention daily on the podcast beginning tomorrow. Whoops. That's okay, John. So That's tomorrow. okay, John was so doing yesterday. Remember what he just said. <laughs> what just happened? Okay. Uh, well, crash and burn, Mav. Well, oh, sorry, the, Ross. You, uh, I mentioned it today. You finally read an email, and then you oh, Chris. and then I botched it. Oh, Chris. <laughs> much much like when Chris reads news stories, he didn't proofread that. He just would write it. Kenny, John, in. I'm a rip and read kind of guy. Yeah. Members of the Minnesota Nurses Association. Now, this is today's news, which represent 15,000 nurses in the Twin Cities and Duluth areas, have voted to authorize a second strike. Union leaders spoke about the results of the vote at the union's headquarters in St. Paul at 9 o'clock this morning. They plan the strike to start at 7 a.m. December 11th and last through 7 a.m. on Saturday, December 31st. Meanwhile, nurses at St. Luke's in Duluth and at Lakeview Hospital in Two Harbors also plan to strike starting December 11th, but no end date has been announced. MNA officials say the decision is about their patients and adds since the last strike in September, conditions in hospitals have only gotten worse. Nurse leaders say one of their biggest concerns is having inadequate staffing in hospitals. They add nurses are being forced to take on what they call unsafe assignments and in some cases are being disciplined when they raise concerns about the problems. And if I can add a layer to that, the way that some nurses are being treated right now because the patient log is so backed up, it's mm-hmm. it's I've witnessed it firsthand. I, I I said to her, I can't believe this is the way people talk to you. Yeah. And so I I go nurses, I'm all for it. Get get what you can. Cuz is this in concert with the last Does this affect Mrs. Reavers? No, it does not. Thank God. <laughs> Police in the Metro, warning about an increase in robberies involving in-person meetups for Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist purchases. An in-purchase purchase, remember, a couple of weeks ago ended up deadly in Plymouth. 17-year-old Yassine Johnson met up with an online seller in a parking lot to buy a pair of shoes, was shot in the head and the chest. Uh, Police are urging people to carefully consider where and how they schedule meetups with buyers and sellers online. Sergeant Mike Ernster with the St. Paul Police Department said anytime anybody purchases anything online, there's a level of risk to it. He recommends people meet at a police station or public area that is well lit. He says bring another person, somebody to come with you, somebody you can trust who can be there to watch your back a little bit. (laughs) He also warns to be wary of deals that seem too good to be true. Such you should have brought me with when you bought that restored crap can. (laughs) (laughs) I could have helped you from getting robbed. No, it's great. It's all going to work out. John. Yes, sir. Just a minute, Kenny. John. Yes, Joe. Who died? The fellow attempting to buy shoes? That's correct. The fellow Mother who, of uh, God. The uh, the fellow who sold the shoes said, I want my shoes back, and he was going to, well, I'm assuming steal the money also, the money, yep. and take his shoes back. The kid wouldn't give the shoes back, so the guy shot But him. just the very idea of going somewhere to meet somebody to buy a used pair Come of shoes. Right no, 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 no. See, you got to, the, the, these are yeah. designer high-end sneakers. Very high-end. There's a yes. huge market for this. So this kid was probably... Yeah trying to buy a pair of $300 sneakers for 200 bucks or whatever the case might be. 
And he w- was killed over a two hundred dollar <laughs> pair of Joe, sneakers. Joe, we don't have to worry about Rook doing that, do we? No, he's got the twelve dollars <laughs> shoes that are orthopedic. But this does fall in line with your decline of moral and ethical that. integrity because well, of course fifteen does. years ago. The kid would have just got robbed, not shot over this. Well, 15 years ago, the world was better and newspapers were thicker because Craigslist didn't exist. And Facebook Marketplace. Right. That's where everybody's at now. Yeah. We sold two <gasps> chairs today on Facebook Marketplace. Well, good for it you. Speaking of that, cheers. what'd you get, like four bucks a piece for them? How'd that good go? Cheers. Got, uh, a good, good batch of money. Speaking That's of that, hell? how did the, the <laughs> Garage Logic artwork go? Do we know? I just looked it up, oh, and it's right. off yeah. eBay, so I, obviously it, it it's done. The bidding's done. Okay. I don't. Greg will tell me. Okay. It was at twenty seventy five yesterday. Well, wow! They got up at the last night. minute. Twenty, as in thousand? Yes, twenty thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. No, no two thousand seventy five. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm going to need Joe all says. that. Two hundred thousand? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Two million seven hundred fifty. Think of how many sidewalks you could plow in Minneapolis with that yeah, kind of money. Yeah. You know who's going to have to start getting concerned? Boom. This would be an interesting topic for you and Fratelloni. On we're one doing of the shows. show today. You're doing the show today. Okay. At what point do these maniacs from the failed academy start costing hardware store owners money? What do you mean? Oh, I don't need to buy a shovel. The I don't need to buy a snowblower. I don't right. need to buy a broom. Right. Maybe, maybe Mike should hire more people who could go out and do the sidewalks, and the city could pay him. No. No. Okay. Well, I that don't need to buy good. salt. I don't need to buy sand. That's all been taken care of for right. me. And that has just concluded the show prep for the weekly scramble. I, I was bragging. <laughs> Mark from uh, Mark from Tri-State Bobcat was there last you night. You don't need to buy a Bobcat. I was bragging to him how I don't even touch a shovel because I use my plow truck for the big stuff. I break out my Bobcat tractor with the back blade for the small stuff, and I never touch a shovel all winter long. Even for the front porch or something that's what marriage is for ah yeah i'm looking up something because i'm verifying this in minneapolis uh free sand for sidewalks yeah but that's, that's been, right on there's that, free sand for the sidewalks. but that's been the standard forever and ever they put it in a barrel at the end of the block are you, have you heard of that? I haven't. I've never no, heard of that. I've been doing that for a hundred but years. that's one step closer to what you're of talking course. about of course it is of course a father chased down a stolen car that had his children inside using the suspect's car on Wednesday night, according to the Minneapolis Police Department. A suspect got to a location on the 800 block of Russell Avenue North in a stolen vehicle, then got out and stole a separate vehicle that had four children under the age of hmm. five inside. The children's father was nearby. He then jumped into the abandoned stolen vehicle and chased the suspect in his car. The father rear-ended his own vehicle near Plymouth and Penn Avenues, and the suspect ran away, according to police. Awesome. No, no injuries responded uh, were reported. Excuse me, during the incident, the Minneapolis Police Department says they're still. Sounds like Dad did what he had to do. So this yeah, morning, yep. these things are really cheap. This morning we had a stolen out of uh, North St. Paul, no beater piece of crap, red Silverado tracker in it. All the guy did was sit and watch on his phone, watch where his truck was. <laughs> That's what I would think. And it was all—it was either Maplewood or North St. Paul. Pulled the guy over at gunpoint. He was in the back seat. <laughs> three minutes, guy got his truck back. And these things, I'm looking at them right now. They're twenty bucks. 
Yeah. Just buy oh, one wow. and throw it in. Yeah. Anybody watch local television news last night at 10? Yes. By any chance. I don't recall which station I was watching, but they were interviewing a couple, a married couple, uh, who had lost power yesterday from 9 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. Mm. And the gist of the story was that XL uh, said it will only be a short inconvenience, and okay. they were there to say, why don't you make these repairs in warm weather? And but the guy had a hat with one of those beanie propellers on. Oh, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept going around while he was talking, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen because I think he knew, I think he knew was he, he was, I think he knew how that was coming okay, across okay. on TV. Yeah, yeah but I would, say, I would say they were in their early 50s, you and know. he had the big beanie thing going, and it was just wonderful. Uh, I know a guy that's got a funny <laughs> winter. He's got a funny winter hat that looks like something Charlie Brown would wear. Oh, that's that's your yeah. Scott Farkas hat. Yeah, Scott Farkas. No, that's, uh, what's oh, the name yeah. of those hats? Elmer Fudd hats. No, they're Elmer, Elmer Fudd hats. Stormy Kramer. Stormy Kramer. <laughs> Stormy, Number, is it Stormy Kramer? I don't know. Was that Tommy's ex-wife? Stormy Kramer. I Stormy something? I go over to his place one <laughs> day a couple of years ago in the winter. He's out in the garage with the goober hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you wear that to the crashed ice? Isn't that where yeah, that photo's red, from? Yes, yeah, it's my red hat. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful hat. Stormy, Are they doing that this year? Stormy Cromer cap. Stormy Cromer. Yeah, yeah. Cromer. not Kramer. Stormy Cromer. I'm going to congratulate Chris anyway on a great line. There. Thank you, Just John. Kind of went by. What yeah. was the line? I said, wasn't that Tommy's ex-wife? Oh, Stormy. Stormy. George okay. Stormy Cromer uh, <laughs> uh, died in 1970, a semi-professional baseball player who later worked as a railroad engineer. Michigan. Cromer lost many hats to the wind while working on trains, and in 1903, he asked his wife, Ida, uh, it gets boring there. Yeah, it's, I don't, we don't uh, wait, wait, wait. That. If she how was into this know? cap. How do you know he's from Michigan? <laughs> they were, I think the hats are made in Michigan. But how do you know that? Well, I looked at the label. Oh, Statue of a stormy I did some investigative research. Cromer cap located <laughs> in the factory in, uh, it, this city just came up in Michigan. Flint. Ironwood. Ironwood, Michigan. Huh. You are. Well, you know what you are right what here. Right here. That's the uh, <laughs> right here. That's right the oop. Right that's here. the oop, boys. Do they that's take where, the Mackinac Bridge? That's was. Uh, that's farther over. That's not in the oop. Oh, it's on the other side. Yeah. It's over there. Numbers released this morning showed a measure of inflation that's closely monitored by the Federal Reserve eased a bit but remained at an elevated level in October, likely reinforcing the Fed's intent to keep raising interest rates to cool the economy. Thursday's report from the Commerce Department showed prices rose 6% in October from a year earlier, the smallest increase since November 2021. Meanwhile, helping consumers a fall in the price of gas. The average gasoline price in the U.S. dropped this week to a level last seen in early February before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The national average 347 a gallon, uh, that's below the 354 it was on February 24th. The current average is now less than 10 cents higher than the 338 gallon uh, per uh, gas price at this time of last year. Here in Minnesota prices, I uh, went on Gas Buddy today. If you go down to St. Peter, wait, St. Peter, yeah, St. Peter. Two fifty-five. Well, did you go through Ooh, Hastings last night? Ravers? I did, and I completely forgot to to look at the gas prices. Two two fifty-eight and two sixty on gas. Okay, in a couple places. Are Hastings. you kidding me? Nope. No. Nice. Nope. Looks like I'm heading through St. Peter on the way home. 
For the first time, President Biden casting some doubt on his potential 2024 re-election bid on Wednesday while speaking at the White House Tribal Nation Summit. Biden had just finished delivering his speech when an unknown person shouted, four more years. The president waved the comment off and said, I don't know about that, but thanks. Thank you. Biden's remark on the next presidential election comes a little less than a month after he and the Democratic Party did better than expected in the 2022 midterms. At least 66 percent of voters in an early exit poll from early November said they do not want Biden to run for re-election. Uh, the president was asked about that at a press conference, and this was his response. Mr. President, will you leave Washington with the assurance? Wow. That. Um, just hang on. You will be able to deal with these massive subventions. Huh? Well done. The journalist doesn't have a microphone. Do you think there's a risk of um, generating divisions? He's nodding at her, not answering. I'll answer the last question since I didn't hear any of it. I didn't understand a word of it, so I'll answer it. Uh, Jesus. Well, neither did I. Yeah. Huh? He was standing there nodding at her as if he's hearing yeah, the question. It's like the guy I had on at the fair. He would nodded every time I asked Isn't him. Isn't he a farmer? Elmer? Pig. He had the world's largest pig. World's like, largest that pig. That happened to me yesterday. I was working, uh, talking to a worker in the hotel room. They were doing some renovations in the hallway. And uh, he had a cart there, and he had a big bucket full of Phillips head screws. And I picked one up, sure. and I said, Oh, you're still using Phillips heads, huh? I switched to Star and all mine, threw all my. And he just nodded at me. And, and then the elevator opened. I said, go ahead and go, no, 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 no. You're too I, weird. You're and, not here tomorrow, are and, you? And I got, out, <laughs> I, got out of, I got out of there, and I started thinking, that dude no didn't idea. understand no, a no word. No. I completely had a conversation with myself, and he just stood there nodding. Yeah, this is that time in the newscast when you read us what you have left, and we'll yay or nay it. Before that, I'm going to go with the uh, rock and roll death, which we haven't yes. talked about on, yes. on the air yet. Uh, this one definitely not obscure, uh, certainly underrated in the big scheme of things. Fleetwood Mac's Christine McVie dying at the her. age of 79. Family said she suffered a brief illness. Uh, she was sometimes overshadowed by the glamour and glitz of Stevie Nicks, but McVie wrote and sang some of Fleetwood Mac's biggest hits. Among them, Say You Love Me, Over My Head, You Make Love and Fun. Everywhere. Isn't there one called Everywhere? Everybody. That's the one that's in the Chevy commercial. You can't right? turn on TV without hearing yeah, the, right. uh, yes. the, the yep. Fleetwood Mac Chevy commercial. Yep, everywhere also. Uh, the guys, list could go on. For, did you guys yeah. see the uh, Budweiser commercial? I've been sent it a few times. I haven't seen it on TV. But it's a Budweiser commercial where a city slicker runs out of gas in front of a farmhouse. Yes. He goes to the door and he said, you got a room and the old crotchety guy says, yeah, but you keep your hands to yourself because behind him appears this gorgeous, obviously the daughter. You know, it's a, the classic farmer right, daughter's right, yeah, deal. Sure, right, yeah. And, daughter, yeah. uh, and uh, so the old guy goes to bed and uh, the gal uh, and the guy are going to get frisky out in the barn. But on their way there, he trips over something and makes all kinds of noise and the camera cuts to the old man. He's snoring. He doesn't hear it. Then they go to the icebox and grab a couple of bottles of Bud, and he knocks everything off the top of the icebox and it rattles on the floor. They cut to the old man. He doesn't Nothing. hear it. 
a couple of other situations where the guy, the city slicker, made a lot of clumsy noise, but the old man doesn't hear it. And then the camera sees him frolicking across the yard. They get to the barn. They're just about to get frisky. The guy pops the cap. They cut to the guy. One eye opens. They pops the other cap. Both eyes open, and the next thing is he's racking his shotgun. <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's just fantastic. I love that. That's pretty good. I wonder why we haven't seen it on TV. Probably couldn't. Or get... maybe it's a bit. Maybe it's a, somebody did that as a bit. That could be. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think how long it is. Well, if they did it as a bit, they did a hell of a bit. Budweiser should buy it from them. Yeah. What do you got, John, for you, yes and no? Oh, wait a minute. Christine I'm, McVeigh. No, no, I'm, Christine I'm not done McVeigh. with Christine oh, yet. Come okay. on. Yeah. Uh, she deserves more than that. Uh, yes. She was with the band well before Buckingham and Nixon, before uh, the uh, hit version of the band. Did some great songs in the version of the band with Bob Welch, uh, Spare Me a Little of Your Love, being one of the best. She was born Christine Perfect. English singer-songwriter began building a long and varied career in the mid-60s when she began performing around Britain's blues scene. Uh, she would join the band Chicken Shack, but inevitably left that band after marrying Fleetwood Mac bassist John McVie and joining the band. Uh, the rest of they say, as they say, was history. What do you guys know about Gaylord Perry? I know yeah, he that he died. died. Yeah. Yep. Spitball. He invented the spitball. Spitballer. Greaseball, spitball, everything. Snotball, from what I'm reading. Anything he could. Who was the then twin we it. had? The Perry, the Kenny Negro. Jim, Jim we had Perry. Phil Negro. Oh. I'm thinking of Negro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, weren't Jim there two Perry Perrys? Was, well, Kenny Perry was a golfer. Jim and Gaylord. Yeah. Jim was Gaylord's brother. Yeah. Right. So try to say it once more. He was with Cleveland and the Twins for a long time. Won 20 games with the Twins one year as a matter of fact. So there you go. Right. We did well, have a Jim Perry. Oh, geez. You know. Yep. Didn't he model I, underwear? I quit. John, <laughs> what do you got for the rest? We'll give you a yay or nay. Uh, we got uh, the the Dayton's holiday figures. Nah, hell with them. Okay, uh, good news for old folks. What is it? He's he's thinking. Uh, you don't deal with as much stress as you get older. Oh, don't good. That's to. a good one. Jim sure. won the Cy Young in 1970, and Nolan yeah. Ryan never did. And Nolan Ryan never did. Yeah, Jim had a great year though. Yeah. That year, 24 and 12. Uh, the uh, four stabbing deaths in Idaho. Remember a little while back, we thought uh, they were just ra- or they were not random. Right. Well. Police yesterday held a news conference and said they're really not sure they have Boy, no those they Barney made. Fifes are in over their oh, head, aren't they? they? That, that uh, yeah, they, they said originally specifically targeted. Now, yesterday they said, no, we, we don't know. Wow. So they're then you really have a lunatic on the loose. Exactly. So I uh, got that. Uh, let's see. We got uh, CNN layoffs. We're nah, they deserve layoff. to be laid off. <laughs> Bunch of people. Uh, Twitter's uh, main... Nothing to do with Twitter. Did you see the Don Lemon clip on Stephen Colbert's show? I will not watch either one of those. Well, the only reason I saw it, it was just the short... Because I I used to like Colbert when he was on the Daily uh, Show. No, he didn't. He's always been He's pretty funny, but now that he has his own show, he's unlistenable. He's a funny guy. But he basically uh, was asking Don Lemon, well, not now that you're being accused of being a member of the liberal media, and they had a good laugh about that. And I'm thinking... Both you saps are completely guilty of this. Top of the heap. Right. Well, Lennon got canned because he had no ratings. He was so dreadful. Yeah, he was. Lemon did? Yeah. Well, he didn't get canned. He's doing the morning show. Okay, they put him more. You've got to get up at 3 in the morning. (laughs) Thanks, John. Uh, Hey. I I got more, but they're all long stories. We don't don't want them. We'll see in just a moment here, GLers. Okay. 
super positive post-town council meeting Thursday is brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mr. Mike Schoonover on the horn with us. Schoonover Body Works, located in Shoreview at 1060 County Road E in Shoreview. Hi, Mike. How are you doing today? Uh, hi, Kenny. You're funny. What? You are just a you are just a hoot. Why? Good to be here with you today. <laughs> no, you're just you. You're just you. Um, uh, so we had some fun last night. That was fantastic seeing you. I'm glad you showed up. I don't know if you heard earlier in the week. Um, I was talking about you and Schoonover and tires. It must have been on Tuesday when we had all those wrecks. And I swear, Mike, half of those wrecks were related to tires. Uh, and that's just part of getting ready for winters, having a nice set of rubber on, on your machine. Uh, but the other one, and I think I'm guilty of this right now, is a battery. Yeah, that's it. You know what? You don't know how uh, how unfortunate you are when you go out to your parking lot in the middle of the night and it's, you know, 10, 20 degrees below zero and your car doesn't start because right. your battery is four or five years old and you should have replaced it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to, that's the other thing is, uh, you know, talking to Reese a few weeks ago and talking with you a little bit about getting prepped for winters. Uh, tires are important, but battery is just important because... You're you're hosed if you uh, if you got an old battery, and it, it's so easy. I mean, the next time you go into Schoonovers for an oil change, or even maybe to get your rubber swapped out, ha- have you guys throw in a battery because, like you said, you get out to your car at four, three, two, five, whatever, whenever you get up, and it's twenty below. She ain't gonna start if you've got an old battery on her. Yeah, and it's always when you're in a hurry. You know, yeah. it's always when you yeah. have to get out the door and you got to be somewhere that you have car problems. So yeah, just avoid the headache and uh, and just get on it. And it's so, so easy. Even if be... you can't, even if you can't come here, I'm sorry, Kenny. Uh, even if you can't come here to have your battery replaced, you know, there's there's plenty of joints around town that uh, you can throw a battery in, or you can do it yourself, or you know, get them cheap at different retailers and stuff. But sure. just get one. Yeah, that's okay. all that counts. Get a battery, uh, get some tires. What else for winter? I don't know. I, I've got a tow strap. Washer fluid. Oh, I'm out of washer fluid. fluid right now, Mike. I'm getting that yeah. warning. Every five minutes, the warning goes off. Why do I have a feeling that you're going to be pulling off the side of the road and throwing <laughs> snow on your windshield? <laughs> I, I'm guilty. And they're done that, right? I'm guilty of I that. I could just take a leak on it, too, Kenny, if you want me I'm to. I'm guilty of that. Uh, pretty much everything you need related to auto repair, uh, including uh, bug juice and batteries and tires and oil changes, whatever. Even body work, of course. You know, uh, Schoonovers, they're kind of known for their body work. Uh, whatever it is, call up Miss Nikki at Schoonover Body Works and Glass. She'll get you hooked up with the right service tech. 80 years plus in Shoreview, and always rated as one of the Metro's top shops. It's Garage Logic's official body shop. It's schoonoverbodyworks.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lyman's who are temporarily in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. All the way from Eden Prairie. On this day. Today is December 1st. In 1855, at the Washington Navy Yard, Susan Mann christened the steam frigate Minnesota with a bottle of Minnesota water. 
On April 6 of the previous year, Congress had authorized construction of the ship and, coincidentally, the frigate Merrimack, uh, rebuilt as a Confederate ironclad and renamed the Virginia. It would attack the Minnesota during the Civil War. On this day in 1856, the first issue of Ignatius Donnelly's newspaper, The Immigrant Aid Journal, was published in Philadelphia. I don't want to read the rest of that. It's boring. <laughs> On this day in 1860, the state's first book-quality paper, manufactured at the Cutter and Seacomb Paper Mill in St. Anthony, was used in the Minnesota Farmer and Gardener, an agricultural magazine. Chris? Mm. Huh. I'm listening, Joe. On this day... Today is December 1st. In 1941. Boy, only six days from Pearl, huh? Mm -hmm. Against a background of war in Europe and bitter pro- and anti-union activity in the Twin Cities, 18 members of the Socialist Workers' Party are found guilty in Minneapolis on account of conspiracy to undermine the loyalty of U.S. military forces and of publishing material advocating the overthrow of the government. Vincent R. Dunn, a leader in Teamsters Local 544, and the other defendants were, however, found not guilty on a court on account of seditious conspiracy to overthrow the government by force. Five more defendants, also party hmm. members, were acquitted on both counts. Wow. And finally, on this day... In 1982, Clement Hoppers died in St. Paul. Who died? In the same Ramsey County, uh, Ramsey Hill house where he was born in 1900. Known for developing the Minnesota State Fair Art Show into a major exhibition of local work, he also led the Works Progress Administration's federal art project in Minnesota. Hmm. Throughout his career, Hoppers insisted that artists should support themselves without government grants. He oh, was a GL artist. I, I like him. In this vein, when asked to give art students a lecture on how to survive financially, <laughs> Hoppers responded, sure, that'll cost you 150 bucks." <laughs> Good for Clement Hoppers. <laughs> Clement Hoppers, That's GL great. artist emeritus. Hey, uh, when was Lennon pushed out of the canoe? That was early December, right? Lennon, the uh, commie? December 8th. No. Trotsky? Eight. Oh, John Lennon, December yeah. Eight. December 8th. Uh, Pushed yeah. out of the canoe. Face first into the taters. <laughs> Face first. Now taters. you've got me thinking, what's that line that Walter used in uh, The Big Lebowski to Donnie? Vladimir Ilyich Lennon, you dumb. Going to do it for Thank you, GLers. Uh, don't forget to sign up for the town council and exciting news for tomorrow on the Garage Logic Town Council. <laughs> that we read today. Yeah, I know. I accidentally read it today. Close enough. Find out more at garagelogic.com. You can also sign up for the Garage Logic YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button as long as you're online because there we are posting daily content. And uh, you can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and download that PodMN app for your smart device where you'll also have a chance to win prizes just by listening to Garage Logic. We'll catch you tomorrow. 
Time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold Jailers. Now's the time for you to do the same. So pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, you'd like to touch on a number of things. Hopefully today is a bit better than yesterday was, but you'd like to start, I believe, with the Fed. Definitely starting with the Fed. Yesterday, I was a little bit down in the mouth. I'm definitely like you, Chris, and uh, my clients and probably many, many listeners, very, very frustrated with the direction of the market this year and definitely with the direction of the Fed. I have been saying now for several months that the Fed is out of touch with what is going on in the country for the fact that inflation, particularly commodity-led inflation, has been coming down and coming down significantly since, I'll say, since last April. But of course, the Fed continues to wait for the data to, to appear, and most of the data that appears is going to be at least a month to two months old. The toughest thing that the Fed has to deal with is jobs and wage growth, which is still growing. Still, people need need jobs, and people are still, still working, and employers are paying up for that. Now, other than killing the economy, which would definitely kill job growth, uh, which I don't believe the Fed wants, their tightening policy has had a definite effect on companies and the economy. This, if there is another recession, and I say another recession because we lived through a recession during the pandemic when we dealt with government mandated shutdown. That was eased by both Congress and the Fed printing money or giving money away. And then we had the, as the economy reopened, supply chain disruptions. Well, those supply chain disruptions seem to be, for the most part, alleviated. And there's tremendous demand for products. And it's just taken a while for that to go to go through. So I think the Fed is still behind the eight ball. So yesterday, the Fed chair, Jay Powell, did indicate that while the inflation fight is still on, they're looking for a way to reduce and or make smaller rate increases going forward. So we'll we'll see with that. In any case, the market responded positively yesterday. Today, well, that's a, that's another story. As earnings uh, came back into focus a little bit, but there still is concern with the jobs number showing up tomorrow. And if that's too strong, well, the Fed will go back to their 75 basis points rather than 50 basis points. But that's a wait and see for tomorrow. Meantime, some of the enterprise software companies had reported yesterday, including Salesforce, which saw its co-CEO leave the company. Stock printed down $17 a share initially, even though their numbers beat, but I'm not sure that their guidance was that strong, nor numbers that strong. CRM took about 100 points off the Dow Jones. Snowflake beat and raised their their guidance. That's with a big plus. Their stock was up, but it's still 50% off its January high. Pure Storage, another enterprise cloud company, also beat and got an upgrade that was up. Discount retailers had a little divergence. Five below beat, guided up. Their stock was up. A Dollar General, well, 
they're seeing declining growth. Their stock was down. Another interesting retailer, Shopify, which is a very, very high price earnings multiple stock, has seen its stock price shrink this year, was definitely a beneficiary of the stay-at-home stocks, has report, did report last week some pretty good numbers and had a very good holiday selling season. Its stock is up, and that could be a very interesting speculation. I do want to touch on electric vehicles, but we'll leave that till next week. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up the phone and dial 952-925-5608, a number that will always give you straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat and the flexibility this week. Have a great rest of your day, a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You too. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.